Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. If I shot an arrow into a heap of bleached bones, would you feel better? I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. We're listening to No Kind of Fire by Chicago band Half Gringa. It's a track off the EP Ancestral Home. This calming presence is just a taste of what the EP has to offer. The songs contain a unique blend of country rhythm, beautiful folksy vocals, and a dash of distortion that ties it all together. Despite getting shout-outs from publications like Chicago Magazine, Vice, and Stereogum, we here at Reset believe Half Gringa, like a lot of local talent, is supremely underrated. The release show for Ancestral Home is next weekend, April 30th, at Sleeping Village in Avondale. Today, we are revisiting a conversation with Isabel Olive, front woman of Half Gringa, and a special bonus. She played some songs live in our performance space. I started by asking Isabel about how her latest collection of songs came together. I started writing the CP at the end of 2019. I was kind of in a in a pre-pandemic quarantine of my own because I broke my foot. Um, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So that was not great. But I got a, tra- a chance to just like sort of write my own music and figure out what I was going to do next. And I started working on these demos. And then once quarantine act like happened for the pandemic, I had the chance to work on them even more. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of fleshed them out and because I didn't have the opportunity to bring them to, you know, like my full brand band collaborators, I decided, well, what if I just flesh out these demos on my own and just record at home? And, and that's what I ended up doing and then sending them to an engineer and having them like more professionally kind of fleshed out and mixed. Were you nervous about that at all? Not really. I mean, that was kind of how Half Gringa started. Like when I first started writing music, I didn't have a band. I was doing a lot of stuff at home, just like messing around with recording equipment and applications. And I was experimenting a lot and I kind of wanted to go back to that. It just this felt... was like a return to those yeah, early days. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So the ancestral home, like it does literally mean like, you know, thinking about my ancestors and thinking about what home means to me, but it also meant like sort of a return to this way of recording that really felt like home to me as well. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the name Half Gringa, Mm -hmm. right? For those who are new to you and to your music, where did the name come from? So um, my mom is from Caracas, Venezuela, and um, pretty much all of my family uh, on her side of the family lives in Latin America. Okay. Um, A lot of them still live in Venezuela. And so that's just been part of my, my life, my existence. I was raised biculturally and... Um, Even though I grew up in the Midwest, I spent a lot of my childhood going back and visiting and sort of like, you know, having like developing my own relationship with the country and with my relatives. Um, And so my sister and I were always referred to as less gringas, you know, and not not in a a derogatory way. I think, Um, you know, in in Venezuela, it's a it's sort of a term of endearment, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's really a reference to the fact that like we did grow up differently. We grew up in a different country um, and that's not like necessarily a bad thing but it is like a thing to be noted we do things a little differently and And you wanted to note it in in your music you wanted to put this this nod to your your venezuelan heritage in there yeah i mean i think about it every day like all the time and uh it just sort of started appearing in my work and and that was something that i really wanted to focus on and make sort of the like 
trajectory of my work it was to explore that more and I feel like I'm still in the process of like coming into that and looking at it through different lenses so this is like this EP feels like a really key piece of that work yeah and I want to talk about a music video that you released with the EP but first we're very excited Izzy because like I mentioned earlier you're performing a few of your songs live for us today so what are you playing first Um, I'm going to play Miranda, which we did make a music video for. (laughs) So let's hear it. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and that's Izzy Olive, frontwoman of Half Gringa, performing her new track, Miranda, off the EP Ancestral Home. So amazing. I mean, the music video that you released with the song, it's visually telling a story 
of of what looks like a theater production. Yeah. (laughs) Explain that. Well, so I studied theater in college and theater has been it had been a part of my life in a pretty big way since I was in high school. And it was fun to kind of revisit that just because it's been a while since I've been involved in theater. Um, But it's a deep love that I have. And also because I wanted to make a video that focused on the sort of different aspects of being the like songwriter and front person mm-hmm. and the and the director all of, the different hats. yeah you just wear so many different hats when you're an independent artist often and so sort of illustrating that in a fun way that's a great visual yeah <laughs> yeah and Robert Salazar who co-directed the video with me he's amazing but he also has a theater background and so we were both just sort of like yeah. once the idea came into existence it was so easy to be like oh and then this is a shot and then this is a shot you know like it, it really came about in a, a way that felt natural i love that well the the play in that music video it's titled miranda mm-hmm. I, I wondered is, is this like a nod to lin-manuel or <laughs> is there like an actual play by that name <laughs> no there isn't well miranda so um Miranda means a lot of things. Miranda is sort of a like a fictional person, I guess. Uh, Miranda could be me. It could be, you know, the sort of like persona that I take on when I'm performing. It could be who, you know, uh, like a, a person who I really love. There's so many. The idea of Miranda is sort of this like, I don't know, this like uh, artistic representation of like a muse or mm. like the art, like the creative process. Um, but it's also uh, an actual location. Um, my family is from the state of Miranda in Venezuela. And so I just like, like sort of making some, a little tie between my creative work and that in a, in a more direct way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, that's kind of a little bit of a, of an Easter egg for that, for that <laughs> song. Love that. All right. Let's look back for a minute. This song is from your first album, Grunyona. It's called Classic Domestic. I was too tired to tell you to stop. Like a lot of your work that I've been listening to, this song has this unique blend of genres, mm-hmm. right? Um, this one mainly is it's this upbeat, country-forward sound. Talk about using this kind of mix, the sonic mix, for what is sounding like a breakup song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, do I enjoy this or <laughs> do I cry? That was definitely, when I was making the first record, when I was making Grunyana, I really thought about like, juxtaposing songs that feel more upbeat like or sort of dancey with like content that is very difficult to swallow that's always interested me in i mean i was bopping for a while and then i realized what i was bopping to this is a stone cold bummer yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah um yeah i mean i think that i i've always liked that sort of juxtaposition in music and um you know for blending the genres Mostly, especially that first record, I was making a lot of music that felt like a representation of what I had listened to growing up. Like, you know, I'm from downstate Illinois and I was listening to a lot of like classic country music and then pop country music was a big one. But I was also listening to a lot of like punk rock and indie rock music 
and like jazz, Bruce Springsteen. My parents love music. And so there was like a lot of different genres of music kind of floating around in my life. And I have been playing music since I was six. So it's just it feels just like organic to me. Like it's kind of it is like a lot of like, oh, there's that reference or like, oh, this genre is kind of here. You talked about this on your website in this great line. You say when you grew up in the Midwest, really into alternative rock, but heard a lot of country music in the supermarket. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Give me some specific artists that you think shaped your songwriting. Yeah. Bruce Springsteen, definitely a lot. One of my mom's favorite artists. Um, that's really shaped my, my music. I listen to a lot of Johnny Cash. Yes, I'll admit that I'm a fool for you because you're mine. I walk the line. A lot of early Taylor Swift, too. I uh, think that that was definitely something. Leanne those were Rimes, her better days, tru- if truly, you ask me. Truly. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, our song is a slam and scream door, sneaking out, tapping on your window. Leanne Rimes was like the first concert I ever went to. So like Absolutely the sort her. of early um, like country ladies was, was a big deal for me in the 90s. Um, Rilo Kylie was something I got really into in high school, Nico Case. So Mm -hmm. those kinds of references, it feels like, especially on that first record, they're really present. They're really there. All right. So next we're going to play a track from your 2020 album. Uh, But before we do that, uh, talk about the evolution, you think, of your music from Grunonia to now with Ancestral Home. Yeah. um, Well, that first record, I had my whole life up until that point to kind of make it and and figure out what I wanted the content to be. And it was sort of the product of I had formed a, a band and we had been sort of like playing out at places in Chicago, like small venues. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, it was like, oh, I now have a collection of songs and we could put them on a record. Forced to Reckon was a lot more specific because it had to do with a couple of of specific life events that happened to me. I lost um, one of my grandmothers. Um, she died when she was 99 in 2017. And mm. that was like the first big loss in my family that I had experienced. Yeah. Um, and I was sort of experiencing that concurrently with the loss of a couple of other people in my life, including um, one of the people who was originally in my band. And And so I was just thinking a lot about grief and how it was sort of appearing in my life in different ways. And it feels a little bit like a a eulogy. That's a little bit of a bummer, but like in a mm. positive way, you know, it's sort of like you kind of have to, you know, throw a funeral for certain things in yeah, your life or certain for sure. parts of it. And then grief is like the force that I'm reckoning with, I guess. A lot of us are trying to heal right now. <laughs> yeah. Busy. So, yeah, no, that's that's relatable. Um, here is Afraid of Horses from your 2020 release, Horse to Reckon. Let's listen. I tried to kill. So another great example of your poetic prowess. (laughs) 
there's a line in this one that I love. I don't know your feelings by their first name. Another one about a relationship in crisis. Tell me more. Why do you think it is that heartbreak provides such powerful inspiration? I think because it tells, or at least like the instances in which I've experienced heartbreak, tell me more about myself usually than like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the the situation tells me about other people. It's sort of like a mirror where if you're ignoring certain things or you're, you know, just living your life, behaving in a certain way, and then someone comes up and just like puts a mirror in front of that and you're like, oh, wait a minute, like, is this how I want to be? Is this what I want to be doing? Mm -hmm. You know, it sort of like forces that correction, I think, into your life. I love that. Ancestral Homes, your first release in almost three years. Yeah. What have you been up to? Well... The pandemic was long and it was difficult. And I think, uh, yeah, I think, you know, I spent way longer making this EP than I spent on the last two records. And I think it was because I wanted it to be super deliberate. Like I really wanted to think about what I was saying and how I was saying it and the arrangements for everything. And because I was doing most of it myself, it was like a little bit of just like a, a learning curve. Mm-hmm. But also some of those topics like, gosh, thinking about your ancestors, where you come from, what your identity is. Like I did have like a little bit of a crisis in in the middle of making that and just trying to figure out like, is what I'm saying, does it feel true to me? Does it feel correct? Do I feel like I'm, I'm moving in the right way with the art that I'm making? Mm-hmm. And so I really stewed in that for a long time. And how thoughtful, right? Being yeah. able to take those moments and pause. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm still, I'm still doing that. I'm working on, um, demos for what I think will be like my third record right now. And I'm continuing that spirit of just trying to take my time and really be deliberate about it. You and the band, uh, you went on tour last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Any plans to take the EP on the road this year? Um, A little bit. I'm going to do my release show at Sleeping Village in Chicago at the end of April. Yeah. Any special plans for that performance? Yeah, yeah. I want like eight people on stage with me. You know, I just, I was like. I'll call a couple of my friends. (laughs) (laughs) We'll join you. (laughs) Yes. I mean. Look at me inviting myself. (laughs) No, I love that. If you want to come, you are on the list, you know. Awesome. But yeah, just like having, having a bunch of people. I've seen a bunch of shows that are releases from other artists where it's like everybody's just like everybody possible is on stage playing something and just having the best time. And I want that. I want like a party. I want it to feel fun. And yeah. And then I don't know what will happen after that. I'm keeping it kind of open. I would like to tour it, but I'm, I'm sort of just letting the world tell me what to do. Time will tell. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. We've been speaking with Isabel Olive, front woman of Half Gringa. Her new EP, Ancestral Home, it's out now. And she's going to be playing a release show April 30th at Sleeping Village. Thank you so much for joining us, Izzy. Thank you so much for having me. I want to go out on the opening track of your new EP. Set this one up for us. So this is a song called Some Curse. To be lying still inside, I'm trying to 
This episode of Reset was produced by Ethan Schwab, who also edited the episode along with Linnea Dominic. That's all for this episode. I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. We'll have another episode for you on Monday. Got to be lying side by side I'm trying to soothe that girl Each knife I fought Each hill of sacrifice There's a woman inside And she dies protecting me every night Scrape off old names, tricky and strange Put hands up in acres It is a cry and shame I sigh A sign that she's still unheard I know you're here She says in fear when it takes Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.